Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. So I was a fairly new member at the gym, which I still go to today, and I had chosen to go there because they had a nice swimming pool, they had a nice sauna, steam room, hot tub, showers, you know, all of it together. And as I've mentioned in the past, that is some of my favorite items of going to the gym. It's not just the working out, but it's all of the latter part of it and getting to relax and then shower off, be clean, and continue on with the rest of your day. So I was there to swim. I had just changed into a Speedo, had my cap, my goggles, my swim buoy, the pull buoy that you put between your legs to pull yourself so that you can work out your arms, and was getting ready to go out to the pool when all of a sudden there were some loud voices and these two giant men walked in, both giant in the sense that they were a lot taller than me and I am pretty tall. If you didn't know, I am 6'2". And then they were also a lot bigger than me. Like their arms were probably as big as my thighs <laughs> and I am tall and thin. So is that saying so much? Not really, but also yes, at the same time, they were very big. And when they started, like when I saw them, they were just talking to each other kind of in heated words, but it also looked like they were probably friends. They looked pretty similar as far as like, yeah, you're like a knucklehead gym rat who just lives here all the time. You work out. Yeah, you're cool. Good for you. But from there, they actually started getting closer and closer to one another, kind of right in the middle of the locker room and then started talking of like, why were you so close to me? Why were you looking at me like that? Why, you got, you have the whole gym. Why you gotta be up in my space? And then it started escalating from there. And I was like, are they still joking? Because this is very weird. Like, why are they talking like that? Like, are they really getting upset because someone looked at them the wrong way? Like, come on, you guys, we're grownups. We are well past this stage in life, are we? Well, maybe we're not. And as I was soon to find out, not only did the words get heated, they were in their like in each other's faces really close, which at the same time, I'm like, so you were offended that this guy looked at you, but now you are like within kissing distance, like just pucker your lips and you guys would be kissing. <laughs> like that's how close you are now. And that doesn't bother you. Um, okay, even weirder, but it progressed from there. So very loud talking to then yelling to then all of a sudden, before I knew it, they were punching each other in, in a brawl. And I know with these story times, it sounds like I see a lot of fights, but no, this was probably about a year ago and it was the first fight I had ever seen. And if you haven't actually seen a fight, they start out so weird. So as I mentioned, yeah, it kind of like slowly gets into it. And then all of a sudden it is happening so fast, but at the same time, while it's happening fast, it also feels so dramatically slow. And like, what do I do <laughs> at the same time because i mean maybe the actual punching part was less than a minute because they would just punch 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 and then the guy grabbed the shirt ripped his shirt and then luckily an even taller guy what i deem as being a giant like a real giant because i thought these people were big comes in steps in between them and like boom puts his hands out on both their chests like you will stop i don't know if that's what he actually said but it was something to that effect where i was like 
whoa, this is the alpha. Like, we thought these two guys were like alpha males, like boom, 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 you know, just stupid testosterone. <laughs> like, you're dumb males with nothing in their brains, but they've got big muscles. Cool, look at them. And, and that's a lot of what I was thinking this whole time. I was like, man, you're putting all of guys to shame. Like, we, they're just dumb fighting machines <laughs> that can't think. But I was very grateful that this big guy came in and stopped the fight because while all this was happening, let's backtrack a little bit. As I said, it's happening in slow motion and I am towards the back of the locker room. Usually my locker is like right in the middle, but I showered off, which is in the back because you're supposed to shower off before you go into the pool. A lot of people think it's to get like dirt off, but when I lifeguarded, it is to get, oh man, I don't even think I should share this, but if there's any like traces of fecal matter on your butt, that's what you're trying to get off when you shower off. So when people shower, like, I got my hair wet. I'm like, no, actually, you need to get your whole body wet because we're trying to get rid of that gross stuff that will actually and could potentially make people sick. So I know that was way too much information. But if you wanted to know, that's why you should shower off. It's to get rid of all of that gross, yeah, gross stuff around your private parts. So if you're only going to shower part of you before swimming, get that region of your body all around there. So anyways, I showered off like a good swimmer would do, had my swim cap on and was walking back. Then they came in and I was at the back. So there was no way, like I, I realized, you know, just recently this week when I was sitting in the hot tub, which is also in the back, like they have an emergency exit, but it did not call for running through the emergency exit, this emergency or fight, you could say locker room fight. But I was back there. There was another guy standing right next to me. He was just in a towel. So we were both hardly clothed at all, which normally you wouldn't think that's weird because you're like, we're in a locker room. People are changing. Like, I don't know if he was going to the shower, coming out of the shower, and then I was going to swim. So it was very like, yeah, even passing. Like you only are walking around like that for maybe like 30 seconds from when you change to shower to then either head back to your locker or go out to the pool. But all of a sudden, we are trapped on the backside of the locker room with this fight going on, both kind of like just watching it. And when that happens, like everyone just kind of freezes and watches. And what's happening through my mind is like, okay, these guys are very big. Yes, they are fighting and I'm far enough back. So it's very unlikely that I would get mixed up in this, but also Michael, make sure you stay far enough back because these guys are so much bigger than you, almost to the point where they would just like pick me up and then crack me in half like a little sad broken twig on the side of the road so i knew that going into it it's like they're fighting they're blocking the way i can't get mixed up with them because i would get hurt pretty bad and then they're blocking any way to get out so you can't run because i think you probably know like you have the the like fight freeze run all of those things that you know they come in different orders and i'm sure there is an order to them but let's just say I ruled out, you know, I can't run away from this. I'm definitely not going to fight. So we just kind of froze. Everyone in the locker room froze because they were taller and bigger than any, like everyone in there. And then I'm also thinking like, well, even if I could escape, I walked past the guy when I checked in and he was much shorter than me. Like granted, he had bigger muscles than me, but I was like, he's tiny. <laughs> like there's nothing he could even do with these guys because they could just gang up on whoever tries to stop them. So it's like, even if I ran to the front, I'd be in a speedo and be like, hey, help, there's a fight going on. But also, you're a little bit 
too tiny? Do you have any giants here that could help us break this up? Because when you have two monsters like that going at each other, there really is nothing you can do. Like at that moment, you're just like to their mercy of watching them fight it out and hope that it ends soon and that no one gets too badly hurt. But I knew that the front desk person couldn't help nothing you know so that's all we could do basically just stand there and then we didn't have phones on us because they're locked away in the locker because we are practically naked which was another element going within that too is like i have lifeguarded i played water polo for a season in high school and through all of that and swimming and just being out in the open in a speedo it actually isn't that weird now like i've been in front of a lot of people where when people first start wearing either a speedo or even for women those like swimmer swimsuits that are yes it's one piece but it is like ooh, you show a lot of your booty and a lot in the front of <laughs> like they're very high cut that like the leg openings go up to your waist on some of them so you see a lot of your legs so even for women too they can be like very weird to get used to when you're first doing that but once you wear it it just becomes like that's my suit that's what like it allows me to swim better so that in itself is not weird but when you're in that situation of like what do i do and at like a more vulnerable state because like as i mentioned i couldn't do anything i was just like I feel even worse now because I don't have clothes on. Like, I practically could be naked. And I'm just like, do you want to go into a fight without clothes on? No. And would clothes help me in this fight? Also, no. But for some reason, it would have put, like, better peace of mind to be like, well, at least I have clothes on. And this would just kind of, like, cross your arms, like, eh, yeah, I'm not in many clothes. And it's not weird because I'm going to swim, but to regular gym goers who don't swim and don't see people in swimsuits, like, it, it looks pretty weird. Or even this gym has some creepy guys in there that kind of, like, I don't know, at different times, like, stalk the locker room people. So you gotta be careful, and you don't want to spend a lot of time, necessarily, in the locker room. <laughs> but then, here we are, me and this guy. He's in a towel. I'm in a speedo. Like, oh, man. And then, finally, yeah, we had our savior. It was a giant. And I... I think I was mostly surprised because I think I kind of thought through, as I mentioned, like the only thing we can do is find someone bigger, but how do we find someone bigger than these guys who are already very big? And sure enough, I don't know how this guy heard like the commotion or maybe someone on the other end where they were near the exit ran out and was like, we need help and we need a giant, <laughs> which I don't know if that's what they actually said, but you know, a giant came to our rescue and to see him, I was just like, wow, they get even bigger, <laughs> which even to this day, I haven't seen those guys again, and I haven't seen the giant either, so I'm like, whoa, it was just like all good timing to have this big guy come in who is even bigger, even taller, and even more of like demanding respect, where it's just like, you won't do this, or cut it out, or whatever he said was very like, boom, this is what goes, get out of here. So it was very like, whoa. And then the two, once the fight broke up, they hightailed it out of there. Kind of like when I talked about the other fight that had happened at my morning job. Eventually, these dum-dums come to their senses and are like, oh crap, what am I doing? Like, I wasn't thinking. Yeah, of course you weren't thinking, idiots. But once you come to that realization in any fight, the next instinct, it seems to be from these two fights that I've witnessed, that you know, reality clicks back in and they're like, oh snap, we need to get out of here. So they got out of there. The one with the ripped shirt, I was like, you're just going to casually walk by the front desk. and like, see you later, guys. My shirt ripped. Uh, don't mind me. <laughs> and you're going. But then the one guy left, but his keys had fallen out because they 
one of them ended up on the ground. I don't know, like pushed him over, fell over the bench. And I was like, oh my gosh, it keeps going. And his key fell out. So then another guy is like chasing after him, like, oh wait, your key, your key. <laughs> because I think everyone's just like, we want you to leave and we don't want you to come back and be like, where's my key, you guys? It fell, by the way. Sorry for exploding in there. And then, so they left, and then I went out, and as I was getting in the pool, then you see the front desk guy running, like, into the locker room. I'm like, dude, it's too late. Of course I didn't say that, but in my mind, I was like, you're too tiny, and you are too late. But, yeah, that was my first experience. <laughs> I mean, one of the first when I was going there, and I asked the guy in the towel, I'm like, does this happen a lot here? Because like, I'm just starting to come here. And yeah, maybe it's a little exciting, but a little weird too at the same time. And I think he had said it happens every once in a while, but he also had never really seen a fight like that break out. So I was like, okay, good. That's probably good, right? And then to this day, like a year later, I haven't seen fight like that in the gym, in the locker room, but I was like, whew, good, good, good. But also, Punches in real life, they sound a lot different than you would think or that you would hear on television. And I had someone, because this was from a reel that I posted, they had said, like, you've never seen that and heard punches in real life? Like, oh, you must be very sheltered. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'd say I probably lived a and have lived a mildly tame life, but then I get thrown into these weird circumstances which provide good stories. And that was the first time I had heard punches in real life. And it was a lot more of just like a thud. So that's why your mind is trying to process it all. Like it's going really fast, but also really slow. And you're like, they're fighting. Are they fighting? Yes, they're fighting. And oh, that was a punch. It doesn't sound as loud as it does on TV or like I thought it would. And oh, they're on the ground. Oh, it's over. Oh, okay. We didn't get hurt. We made it out alive. We have another day to swim at the gym without getting attacked. Hooray. All right. So there was the story time for this week. I'll go ahead and add the reel to the show notes for the shortened version of that but yeah man it was intense and so weird but also like kind of cool at the same time to be like whoa a locker room fight <laughs> because as i said living a mildly tame life you don't really see that kind of stuff and at the same time you also don't want to see that kind of stuff so it's one of those like <laughs> like let's skirt around and how close can we get to these weird circumstances without actually being drawn in and thrown into it good yeah we weren't but it makes for a great story and i can still envision that so much of being like I am super vulnerable because I am basically naked. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe you've had some weird experiences like that. If so, let me know. Have you seen a gym fight, a locker room fight? Guys or girls, they people can get so worked up. That is something that is always so, so weird to me that people can get angry and they get angry, so, so angry and just like go crazy because of that anger. And I've mentioned... I typically don't get that angry, or if I did, it would not come out in a physical form like that. I'd be like, oh, I would just keep it within me. And like, as my coworker says, like, do you just stuff it down? I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably also not healthy. But at the same time, uh, is it great to just start breaking out in fights with everyone? Also, no. So there are better ways to deal with anger. And I'm just grateful, I guess, that I am not an angry person or don't have a short temper. So thank God for that. Yes, yes. But on today's episode, it's called Government Candy. <laughs> we're going to talk about why that is. That'll be our main part of the show. You already heard the story time. And then we're going to go into an interesting fun fact right after this intro. And then we're going to end with a song, which, yeah, I shared on the reel this week. It may be a little offensive to some of you. So if you're excited to be potentially offended, I actually was thinking we should call it like offensive entertainment. 
or entertainment offensive coming to theaters near you. <laughs> Not that I'm going to make a habit of that, but really, I actually just think it's funny. <laughs> so go and make sure you listen to the very end to hear the song. And hey, don't forget, if you want to support the show, you can go ahead and start by donating just a dollar a month would be awesome because if you notice at the beginning, you were probably happy. I was sad. There are no more ads for the show right now. So maybe you're listening to this on a future date. We will have gotten the requirements to get an ad back, but we are stuck at like $9.69 and we're just going to be there for forever. And so we either get a hundred Spotify listeners or until some of you would like to make a donation. So no pressure there. If not, you know, just listen and share this podcast with as many people as you can. That alone would be so great. I really, at the end of the day, just want people to listen and enjoy and really learn stuff from this and just be entertained because I think we all need a little bit of that in our lives and we need to be encouraged and motivated and pushed to be better versions of ourselves. So with that, let's get to our interesting fun fact. We'll go into our main portion, Government Candy, and then we're going to end with a super cool song. You ready for that? Let's go. Okay, okay, I know. I said I was going to come up with a better title than interesting fun fact for the section, but it has yet to be created, so that's what we're keeping it with. And this week, I'm talking about online dating. So as you know, I want to get married. I want to have a lot of kids. And I was telling a coworker that I kind of like revamped the show, and I'm like, and I mentioned something about like a future family man, because that is something that I want to do. And he's like, don't tell me you went and got a girl pregnant. And I was just like, um what? Why would you even think that? Like, if you know me, there, there's no chance of that happening. But I was just like, do, do you guys not know what a future family man means? But that's what it means. I want to get married and I want to have a lot of kids. So I am doing online dating. I'm on a bunch of different dating apps. And so far, I haven't found the one. I, I really have not really found much of anything. <laughs> Sad to say, the people that like me, I do not like. And I'm like, uh, you don't meet anything that I'd be looking for. And then the people that I think could work, uh, they don't think I could work. I mean, I don't know. Who's to say? They don't tell you, like, this is why they said no or, like, didn't also match with you. They just don't tell you. So you're kind of in this weird, like, space of you have all these different apps and then you're going on them and you're just trying to find love. Or some people are just for the casual hookup thing, which uh, I wouldn't suggest that it's not good, <laughs> like, overall. So maybe it's them. They're the ones that are ruining these apps. But I think the interesting and fun fact that I will get to is quite a while ago, so a couple months, so unfortunately I can't share with you the specific episode because I don't remember what it was, but here's a plug. Go and just listen to the Jordan Harbinger show. I mean, he already has a ton of people listening, but it was on one of his episodes where they were talking about this online dating thing and how many people think that it is better to have a more basic profile where you're just giving a little bit of info and like trying to appeal to the masses. You know, like, hey, here's me. I look good in a few of these pictures and then I'll, I'll tell them a few things about me. And then the thinking would be like, I should get even more people. But what they found out and like the psychology of it is that in order, and I think it's related to like both the matches you get and then the quality of the matches leading into the quality of the relationships and where it goes from there. So there's a lot into it and I don't know everything, but I think this is super interesting and fascinating for me to share about and for you to hear and listen. And maybe if you're in this realm too of online dating, uh, I'm so sorry, I wish the best for you, but maybe it will be helpful. But they were saying that it's actually better to be super picky in your profile. Like you should put everything out there because you have a better chance of matching up with someone who actually will be there for you and like be a good fit if you are very picky. And they mention stuff like, say you don't put on it that you're a vegetarian or that you're vegan. Well, 
the first time you go on a date, like, what if that is a deal breaker? And what if, you know, you can't go out to eat because this person can't eat anything or is more limited in their eating? And that's just one of them. Or, I don't know, it could be their religion or their politics, like that stuff you kind of want to know before you get going on a date with them. And for me, I just think like, why would I waste my time? So I completely agree with that. And my dating profile is extremely picky. And probably most of you, almost all of you listening would find it very offensive because that was just something that I knew going into it without even hearing like the psychology or like the track record of how these profiles typically work out of like, I just know I need someone very specific and I am very picky. So I'm going to put all of that out there. And then you do know like, hey, this is me. <laughs> like take it or leave it. This is me. And uh, I probably won't get a lot of people. But I think the whole idea behind that is you kind of want that. Like unless you are just in it for the casual like relationship and sex that so many people are doing today, which they have so many studies like long term, that is not good. Like there's so much damage that you actually do to yourself and to others through doing that, despite all of the other like realistic consequences that can come from it. But like if you actually are trying to find someone to have a long term relationship that leads to marriage, like if you're dating to get married, that's actually a good thing. So I actually think it is very encouraging. And hopefully you can find that too. If you are in that position of like, hey, being super picky, especially like taking the steps to be bold enough to put that on your profile, knowing that you are going to have so many people like swipe past you very fast. Like, no, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, how many people are you looking to marry? How many people can you marry? Like by law, you can marry one person. So like being picky is actually really beneficial because the person that you will eventually find, which if you find them on online dating, uh, which my brother-in-law and sister, they actually met through that. And also my younger sister. Yeah, they all use online dating. So it can work and you can have happy marriages that are fruitful and where you have the same morals and values. So it can happen. But I think that is encouraging. Like you can be super picky because you're just looking for that one person. But at the same time, it is sad to see like, man, where is that one person? But knowing that if you do have that, you will know and you will save yourself so much time because that is something where when I talked with coworkers probably a year and a half ago, so it was a long time ago, I was like, oh, my whole process is if I, I see an account which looks interesting, which is very rare, <laughs> sad to say, I then will do everything I can to find them on social media because people lie, people like will show their best selves on the dating profiles, but I'm like more so, and I know you think like they also lie on social media. Yeah, true, but they show more of their real self and I can usually tell from like, they look all clean cut and proper. And I mean, not even that proper because I'm not that like insane or like very strict, but then you see their social media and they're like covered in tattoos. They're using the F-bomb all over the place, filthy language, or maybe even they just have bad grammar and they don't write well and they don't put periods or capitalize. So many young women don't capitalize their words and use bad grammar where I thought it was like, oh, they just don't know. I'm like, this is on purpose. <laughs> so that is like way like too superficial. But at the same time, like I don't have tattoos. I'm not really interested in tattoos. I also don't really want to find someone who's covered in tattoos. So not that that is a bad thing, but just for me personally. And that's where, you know, I mentioned it can get sounding a little bit like, oh, you're just hating on people for this. I'm like, no, not really, because there are tons of people that love these things. Like some people, they put that, they're like, I love to, I like, I talk like a sailor and I'm looking for someone like that. I'm like, cool. There's other people out there that do that. But my whole thing is like, I find out as much as I can. And then I do all this legwork and then I'll be like, push the heart, liked. Wow. 
<laughs> and then that's it. And then nothing happens from it. So all of that. But my coworkers are like, really? I just like to go on dates and like, I find out about them once I'm there. I'm like, how would you ever do that? Like, usually the first second you talk to someone, I'd, I would be like, I don't like you. You're awful. <laughs> like, you look better in your photos. You portrayed yourself a lot better on your profile and you would know that right away but then you're stuck having dinner or doing like some long date with them I'm like man think of the money you're wasting and more importantly the time that you're wasting so rather yeah I sound a bit insane and psycho but I would try to research them as much as I can on the internet and then from there try and decide but I think going back to the whole like interesting fun fact is like it actually is worth it in the end like if you're looking for someone to get married with and I even think maybe even with networking or when you are trying to find a business partner like telling them and being honest with everything you're looking for in another partner that you're going to do business with or when it comes to relationships do life with and raise a family with like that is very important and you will save yourself so much time and have a better quality match with them from the beginning and a more fruitful longer lasting relationship in the case of marriage till death do you part and then last thing that I think is kind of funny because I'm on a lot of apps you see a lot of the same repeat people on different dating apps and I'm like are we all just like have a folder of all the dating apps out there? Like, what are we doing? Like at some point, do we not think it's weird that you check five different dating apps and then you start seeing the same people? I'm like, oh, hey, it's you. You were on this other one and I thought we could match, but you didn't say anything. So I'm not going to try to match with you here because that was very clearly like a no from you. I think unless you don't pay for it and then it doesn't notify you, then maybe you don't know I exist. So should I like you again here? Maybe not. Maybe yes. And oh, you chose different photos on this app. I actually like these photos a lot more. Like these are things I wish I could tell them, even if I'm not interested in them of like, hey, you look much better in this photo. You should go back to that other one on the other dating app and update that because I think it looks a little better and you get better, <laughs> better matches because you look more attractive in this. Or I think the other weird thing is that people that have two people in the photos so like your first image that is supposed to be like your boom like grab someone's attention hook them in and a lot of women will have like two people in the photo the the person whose account it is and this sounds so mean to they're always the uglier one man oh it's so sad and maybe if you are a woman a dating app like get rid of the photos with your friend unless you look so much better than that friend get rid of it because i just see that and automatically know because it's happened so many times if i see two pictures of people and one is more attractive i'm like that's the friend and then i swipe down i'm like yep it's the friend and then on all of those where they have friends i'm like i'm not really interested in you but you've got some good looking friends do you by chance have their information because she's much prettier than you <laughs> and looks more compatible just from the looks which yeah uh man that's me but those are some of the things i'm like man if you add more people like you gotta be the nicer looking one or there'll be two i don't know that's enough for that but i just think that's so funny and then last thing about this online dating because there is so much weird stuff within it when i see people on different sites going back to that and then all of a sudden like they disappear and you don't see them i'm like man they found someone and I hope they're happy. I hope it works out for them. I hope they got everything they wanted and that they will get married and have lots of kids and be happy and be, you know, just have a great life. So that's part of it too. When I'm like, I wonder what happened to them. And one person I actually did match up with, which like, man, I thought we would be perfect. That was probably like a year ago. And I think I scared her away because I wrote too much in response, which I think I would like. And I have to find someone that won't be scared off by that. Because I'm like, come on, I just shared a ton about me. And I don't know, 
it should be a good thing. But I think I did scare her away. But when I had found this person on Facebook, which man, I'm not a stalker, you guys, but I already told you that's part of my process. I found them on social media, Instagram and Facebook, found out their last name. I did a lot of like detective work for that, which I was really proud of. I actually think it's a fun game. So if you ever need to find someone, let me know the information you have on them. And I am pretty good at finding people. But I had found this person on that. And then, you know, I figured out like, oh, they didn't want to talk to me anymore. So I unmatched them like, good, be gone. Instead of me just waiting and wishing for this person to come up. So goodbye to this person. And then like, I don't know, you just remember their name or I, I have a good memory. So I tend to remember. So I'm like, let's go on Facebook and see how she's doing. And all of a sudden she's all the way across the country in a different state. And she was a teacher here in California. I'm like, what happened? Like, what? why did you move? You must have gotten a new job, but on Instagram, it still says you're a teacher. And so finally, those are the last questions that I want to ask. Like some of those people, I'm like, wow, you had a really big life change. How's it going? You know, more of on the friendly side, not the creepy side, but I just think that's so funny that, you know, now I'm getting to share it with you because normally like, who would I share that with? <laughs> no one. And it sounds a bit creepy and a bit like stalkerish, but it's not. It's in, you know, all in good faith of trying to find the best wife that I can get married to, <laughs> who I thought at the time was this, this woman. But I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, wow, you moved like really, really far. And is it because you found someone? And if so, I hope you're happy. I hope you found someone that maybe talks a little bit less and doesn't scare you away. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's so much weird stuff with online dating. But all to say, yeah, be picky. Show your pickiness because in the end, maybe you will find that special one for yourself. Alrighty, so now we're to the bulk of our show, the title of this episode called Government Candy. <laughs> Do you like that name? I think you'll see it is actually a very clever name, despite what you might think is kind of dumb. But I wanted to update you guys on our food donation, and remember I applied for CalFresh food stamps because no one knows what CalFresh is. I guess it used to be called SNAP, S-N-A-P, or that still is like the technical federal program, but then like states come up with other cuter names. So CalFresh, yay, because we don't want to say food stamps because that just sounds like you're a dirt poor and you should be living in a box. <laughs> but essentially it is CalFresh food stamps and more likely it's known by EBT. And the job I work at, sometimes we'll get people like, do you take EBT cards? And I'm like, no, we don't. Sorry. And they look so offended. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't make these rules. So as I left it probably a couple weeks ago, financially, I had shared that we weren't doing too well as a family and things were really tough and it was harder and harder to buy grocery food. And I was helping out with some bills, yada, 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 like all of that. Go back and listen to that episode. I take basically the whole episode to talk about it. And I don't really want to talk about it again. doesn't matter. You have that information if you want to hear it. But what I did to help out the family was that I went ahead and found a food donation place that was near me, and I still am getting food for the family on the first and third Wednesday of every month. So cool. That provides a lot of vegetables and fruit and random other miscellaneous items, which is how I birthed the whole like donated food, what to do with it, sort of Instagram reel stories that I have. And you know, they're not doing that wildly popular on the Instagram account, but I think they're fun and the people that follow me. So that's probably you if you're listening. Like, I think people are enjoying it and it really does like change your perspective of like, whoa, yeah. Like, what do you do with a bunch of turnips or what do you do with raw chicken when you just have like chicken parts that you have to skin and cut up and chop and like, you're like, I got to make a meal out of this. Okay. So I've been getting the donated food, but at the same time, 
back in like mid-February, I had applied for the food stamps, CalFresh. I went through all of it, put in a whole like detailed application. And I would say like, if you ever have to apply for that, whenever they say like, share some more, always share your story. Like the documents alone that you submit or the information, a lot of times it looks a lot different. I'm like, can I just talk to a person? Because I will tell you the truth of it. Like normally we wouldn't be needing this help, but for these first few months of the year, like it'd be really nice to have help. And I think this is why your program exists is to help people short term until they can get back up on their feet and provide for themselves. Right, right, right. So if you ever get to that, just write a lot, share like what is actually happening because I did that in two different places. And I'm like, cool. I like you say like tell us anything else I'm like I've got a lot to tell you and you know me I do like to talk and by talking writing things out in particular when it comes to communication so I'd you know done all that and then I mentioned I got that like super strange like weird call at first where when I picked up they're like this is so and so from social services and I was like oh my gosh, social services don't take my children (laughs) what have I done I've done nothing wrong and I was like oh that is the branch of the local government that deals with food stamps, EBT cards, Cal Fresh. if you're in California. And if you need food help, they're the ones that are going to do that. So I had the phone call. It was kind of like an interview. I mentioned she didn't really like read through what I had sent. It was kind of reading as she went. But she was very helpful and was like, you know, re- like you could tell she really wanted to help us out and was going to do the best she could. She said we needed more documents, sent the documents. And then we kind of left it of like, awesome. I'll get back to you when there are updates. And on the website, it said like, hey, you will know in about 30 days. So one month. And it was like, okay, 30 days. That sounds like kind of long, but maybe it'll be a, a little bit faster. But then the reality, you guys, it's a government program. <laughs> Is the government ever quick and speedy for these things? No, they are not. So it had been a month and a half at this point, which was like up until last week. And I was like, I still haven't heard anything. And like, if we were really in need, which we were, like, what do we do? Just live off of fruits and vegetables? <laughs> like, we can't grocery shop. And luckily, I think I mentioned this, like, people in my mom's Bible study had given some cash as well as gift cards. So we were able, and we had been using that for, like, this month and a half to buy groceries for the family. And not even, like, a lot of stuff, just, like, what we needed to go along with the donated food or other, like, necessities. So not splurging on anything. And really, I don't think we've ever done that recently for sure. Like, no, we haven't done that. It's always like we make a very specific list going off of the menu that my mom created, knowing which ingredients we need to get and then which other like household items we need to pick up. So it's like very concise. We get what we need. We leave. So we had been using other people's gifts from that, which, yeah, such a blessing. So, so helpful. But then, you know, as I was like, this has been a long time. And, you know, the cynical side of me, I'm like, they probably didn't approve us. But at the same time, if you're not going to approve us, just let me know. Because we're all just kind of waiting. Like, yeah, okay, um, what's happening? (laughs) Like that sort of thing. So I did get like an automated text. Like, have you received your benefits yet? Like, yes, I was accepted, no, I was rejected or haven't heard back. And that was kind of the the same day I was going to reach out to my agent, the social service lady, who was gonna, you know, she was assigned my caseworker. There we go. Caseworker. I was gonna email her, but then I was like, oh, I got this automated thing. I'll just say not yet. And then they're like, tell us like what's going on. I'm like, it's been about a month and a half and I haven't heard back. (laughs) Like if, you know, and I've explained right there, like, if families are really needing help, like, this is a really long time to get them help. Like, they are very hungry. <laughs> your families are very hungry right now throughout your county because they are just waiting and waiting and waiting. But then 
I did end up following up with an email to my caseworker. So I'm like, that's just an automated one. They're like, call this county number. I'm like, I'm just going to reach out to the lady who already knows me and has helped me. And then I got an email back like, hi, good to hear from you. It's a very busy day here. I'll check back with you soon. And I was like, oh, that's also not that helpful. Like it is and like two frames of mind. I would rather you take one day to get back to me because that's a very acceptable, like one day is a perfect time. Like if you're too busy today, don't get back to me. But when you get back to me, just give me all the information you have. Where the other mindset is like, I just need to let him know I got him and I'll get back to him later. And that's the route she took. So I don't know, neither is terrible, but I am the one where I'm like, if you're too busy, why did, like, how did you have time to to email me back? Why didn't you just wait another day and then let me know everything? But all to say, that's what it was. I'm like, okay, we still don't really have an answer. I took the county survey. I emailed my caseworker and we are just waiting. So then though, I hear back on Wednesday. So I think that was Monday. Hear back on Wednesday from the caseworker. And she said like, I have more information. You've been approved. You have the month of February and the month of March loaded onto your card. And then the one for April is coming like in early April. I don't know the exact date because I'm working from home, yada, yada, yada. And then I was just like, awesome. Thanks so much for all your help. Like I super appreciate it. Like you guys, I was actually surprised. Like, oh, we qualified. We're gonna, we were chosen. Like, wow. I am really surprised. So I think she worked really hard. So thank you very much, caseworker. So appreciative. But then I was like, she mentioned a card and I don't have a card. And like, maybe she forgot we're not in the program yet. Like we're new. So I'm like, you know, after saying thank you, I'm like, by the way, is this a card that's going to be mailed? And if so, like, do you know how long it will take to arrive? <laughs> like being pleasant about it, not like demanding, like, where's my card or how long is it going to take? Because we want the money now. It's just like, I think you may have forgotten some in- instructions because I don't know what you want us to do from here. But then she wrote back right away and was like, oh yeah, they will mail them out tonight from the office. And then it takes 10 days to arrive, which it doesn't actually take 10 days, but I think they just say that because it's in Mountain View, which is like a 20 minute drive away. So it would arrive probably in two days and two days is like, wow, that's a long time (laughs) because we're so close to where their office is located. But she's like, but if you want to get it faster, you can go today and then someone in the office will help you get the card. So I was like, okay, you know what? We're doing that today. Like it happened all so fast, but also like, it'd be really nice to get the card so that we can get it before Friday, which is our typical grocery shopping day. So I go there and you guys, it's really just like the DMV. It looks just like it. I was like, oh, but it was a lot smaller, but like the same, a sea of chairs. They want you to pull a number and then they have like workers behind glass. So that kind of looks like a bank. And then I went up, gave my information, and then they like printed out a card with my name on it. We set up a pin. And then they gave us the, or me, because I was just there, but they gave me the card and they're like, here's the amount that's on it. And it was so much more money than I was expecting, which I was like, oh my gosh, whoa. Because they kind of like backloaded the the month of February, which I thought we were out of. So as we're coming towards the end of March, I'm like, so we're not going to get February's help. And then March is over. So there'll probably be half a month of help. And so it was actually way, like way, way better than I could have imagined. And I think really... Like the amount was like 1500 So I, I wasn't sure if I should share that or not. But I do think it's interesting. If you're listening, you're like, how much money do these sorts of people make? Well, it's based on the income you have, the jobs you're working, the amount of people in your household. Like they do this whole equation to figure out. So it will be different for every family and their situation. Like if you got a lot of kids, you'd probably get more than that. 
but breaking it up, it's probably around like $700 a month, which to me actually sounded like a lot, like, wow, that's so much. But then my mom was saying like, oh, well, if you think like groceries around 150 to $200 each week, which very easily it can get to that, like you just jump right up there. Then you're like, oh, so it's not quite $200 a week. It's a little bit under that, but because we had an extra month, like we already lived through February and we have that loaded on the card. I was like, wow this is just amazing. Like I was just like blown away. Like this is a lot of money and we weren't expecting it. Like we were, I wasn't expecting it at all. Like I was waiting for them to say like, you've been rejected and be like, yeah, that's okay. I knew you were going to say that. So then to be told, no, you have been approved. And then it's all this money. And then we're at the end of March. So then April is going to come through in like two weeks time. I was like, man, that is so cool. It's such a blessing. Like that's where you just thank God. And you're just like, thank you so much. Like it's a miracle. Like I don't even know how it all came together. And yeah, we had to wait a long time, but it came like just in the right time. And then we actually used it for the first time that same week when we went grocery shopping. But then the other weird thing about it was they didn't really give me like instructions on how to use it. They just had a bunch of like website, like you can register your card, but it wouldn't register because they had a new system they switched to. So the caseworker said, oh, maybe it's because of that. And I was like, I would really like to register the card. Like it's got a lot of money. And if we lose it or someone steals it, like, I don't know, what do you do? Well, they have a phone number that you call, but the phone number is on the card and on the little sleeve that they put the card in. So I'm like, if someone takes that, then you're still kind of screwed. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't know the number to call, but I did take photos of that. So if we do lose it, I call and then they like stop it and then get you a new card. But there weren't instructions of like where you can use it, what you can use it for. Like obviously you can use it for food, but what kind of food? Like does pet food count? Does like we knew alcohol, cigarettes, you know, the bad stuff that you shouldn't be <laughs> doing or indulging in. Like that obviously doesn't count, but what about snack foods or junk foods or is it just fruits, just vegetables? And so I spent a day like kind of looking through and like trying to figure out like, what is this good for? And then the one from the county, they're like, it's through here. Log in with your register card to get more instructions. And as I mentioned, I couldn't do that. So I'm like, okay, that's not helpful. So I went to more like generalized ones for what they usually cover. And basically just grocery items, nothing for your pets, no like general merchandise. That's what it calls it on the receipt. But that was helpful to know because I'm like, it's kind of scary to like put a bunch of groceries in your cart, get in line, stand in line, wait in line, then put it all out on the conveyor belt. And then what if you go up and you try to use the card and it's like, eh, it doesn't work. What then? Like I have a credit card and I could step in and pay for it. But also that's kind of a lot of money. And like, oh man, the cat or Miss Daisy, she's actually doing really well, but I still have that like almost $3,000 charge on a credit card that is coming up quickly. It's swiftly arriving where I have an auto pay, so it'll take it out of my bank account, but I'm like, that's still a lot of money. So finances, like while I probably could cover it and you know, I could, but it's still like kind of scary and we've never used the card before. And like, typically there's like a weird stigma of like getting stuff for free and from the government. And like, it's just a little bit shameful at the same time. And just like, look at us, we're getting help, like, uh, how low are we to be able to, like, to be here, like, we're here, we've hit the bottom, but I don't know, at the same time, it was super helpful, and it's needed, so it's just a very weird dynamic to be like, oh, we feel a little bit bad for using this, because you're getting, like, free food, like, food from the government, but at the same time, you're like, this is really great, and it's so helpful, and I'm so appreciative, and thank God that we got this, but we did go through and put all the groceries up, but because we knew like we could get food 
but not merchandise? Like, do we have to separate it out? Like, how does that work? You have to do two different transactions. Well, let me tell you, if you were wondering, you just put everything through the conveyor belt, your food, your merchandise, your pet food, and then you swipe your EBT card. You select that it is EBT. Yeah, EBT, or they have another option that says EBT cash. And I'm like, so you're telling me I could get cash back, which then means, right, I could just use it on alcohol, <laughs> booze, cigarettes, pet food, merchandise. So I don't really know how that works and why they give that option. But there is an option to get cash back in some form or another, but you just choose the EBT one. Then it goes through and takes off all the food that is deemed like appropriate to be used by the EBT card. And then you have a new total. So like if it was $100 and only $80 qualified as food, then the teller says, okay, now you owe $20. And then you just pay with cash or card or whatever else you need to pay with. So it's actually a lot easier than we were thinking and a lot less scary, but also still very weird, as I mentioned, to be like, we're getting this for free. And like, we didn't go crazy with getting a lot of stuff, but at the same time, we got some extra stuff that we haven't been able to get in a while. Or like, I got a whole thing of bagels. And I'm like, these will be my bagels. And I got some Pop-Tarts and like breakfast bars. And I'm like, I can have these as snacks. And then I got two like big bags of cereal where I was like, cool, it can be a snack or breakfast. So a lot of extra things that I realized like we hadn't been getting. And like, have we been hungry? No, we are not like starving. We're not like, you know, hurting that bad. And like, we've been able to survive and like a lot of people in our community and surrounding like our community as in like friends and family <laughs> have been able to help us and then the donated food as well. So we've been good, but also we haven't been to that point where you're just like, like money isn't a huge thing. Like just throw it in if that looks good, if that will give you more food for the week. And then even crazier, I was thinking like, man, normally we would just buy ground turkey because that's on the cheaper side. It's better for you, more healthy, but potentially now, that we're getting this government help through the EBT, we could buy a steak. And then it's like, how crazy is that? So like taking a step back, that most people would not be able to buy like expensive meat. And it's just a cost that mo most people in the Bay Area, like you're not gonna have that. Are you gonna spend it on food that's in you and then goes right out to you the next day? Or are you gonna spend it towards your rent, towards your bills, towards your kids, like taking care of your family? So most people, I would say, like the middle class, like you probably won't be buying a lot of expensive meat. But then all of a sudden you go on like government funding and government help. And then all of a sudden you can spend money to buy expensive food. So either like you're really rich and you can buy expensive meat or you're poor enough in quotes saying, because I wouldn't like not even close to saying we're poor at all, but you're to the level enough where you need help in the like terms of EBT. And then all of a sudden you can buy the really nice meat. So I was like, how crazy is that? That you can get really nice food now, even more food. And it's just such a weird dynamic of like, we're still very grateful and will be. And also though, making sure that we're still being conscious of what we're spending and buying the things of the bigger, like the better deal. So like even and that's just been ingrained in all of us. But I'm like, this one is a better price. So put that back and let's get this instead. And you're like, you're just saving 20 cents and you're using the government's money. So it's not your money. Why do you care? I'm like, well, I think you should still be a good steward of what you've been given. Really, that's a good lesson in all of your life. Like you shouldn't squander the gifts that you've been given. You should use it as best as you can and as, you know, as deems appropriate. So that is very important to keep in mind as we're using this. And then 
I think the other good, like good thing to keep in mind is that we're just going to have it temporarily and then we'll be off it. Like we are going to use it to where we just need help for these first few months. And then once my dad's business keeps on flowing and like, like money is coming in, then we should be able to bounce back in these first couple months. So I think that's really important too, to keep in mind, like we're not going to be on this forever because getting to like the title of this episode, I think that is what becomes so hurtful and harmful long-term when it comes to like these food benefits or welfare. Like anytime you're getting money from someone else and you're not working hard for your own money, it becomes very easy to kind of change. Like I shared how we are still being very careful with it to then being like, I deserve this. Like I deserve these nice meats. I deserve to get all of these foods and to have my basket overflowing every time and to use up every single penny. And from there, I think that's where it just gets really dangerous because as humans, we're meant to work. We're meant to work hard. And like that's ingrained in us to like feel good when you can be successful and when you're working hard. So I think some of like the feelings of like guilt and shame that maybe we're feeling or had been feeling, or if you find yourself in that position that you're feeling is like, you're like, I didn't work for this. Like, yes, we're working really hard in all the jobs we're doing. And it just happens like it's not providing enough money, but that I think is the root of it, of like, you didn't work for something and you've been given it. So that is like weird to feel, but at the same time, I think it is important because once you rely too much on it, like, are you ever gonna get off it? No, like you will find ways to lie and cheat so that you can stay on it because why would you get off it? Like back when the lockdowns happened here in California, my morning job, we were closed down for a month and the company still paid us for a month of like a month of work of what we normally worked, like what the average would be. But I was just at home and I was like, why would I go back? Like when they're like, okay, guys, you got to come back. We're going to open up. I was like really tempted. And I'm a good worker and honest person as much as I can. But, you know, like I try to follow the rules and even myself, I was like, after that, like, why would I want to go back? Like you just paid me the same amount for doing nothing. And now you want me to show up and do like, we had so many checklist items of all this garbage we had to get through of like each order. It was at the door. You had to open the door. You had to wipe it down, sanitize your hands, sanitize the area. Then the next customer redo that. And then every 10 minutes, wash your hands. So if you're at the door position, like your hands were just raw, like skeleton hands. That's when I came up with that term. I'm like, your hands just are falling off all the flesh gone. So there was a lot to it, but that was the first time that I experienced that where I'm like, I was paid for doing nothing. Then when I need to get back and I'm like weaned off it, you don't want to do it. So on one hand, that makes it very like interesting where a lot of people just look at people that are getting benefits and they're like, uh, they're just using and abusing the system, which yeah, I think that happens a lot. But at the same time, it's very hard not to because when you're just being thrown money and like this is more grocery money money than we would normally spend. So it's kind of within that realm too of like we are just being given this money. Whoa, that's weird. And then once you get used to that or the trap or like the pitfall with that is like if you become too comfortable within that, you're not going to want to get off that. And that's with like when it comes to government candy, I think it is so like true and like really relates to this because like candy is very addictive. It is sweet. It is sugary. And like, once you're on it, you just want more. You want more of that government candy. Like what more can they throw at you? What more can you take? Especially when you're getting it for free. Like, yeah, throw this at me, throw that. Oh yeah. More money here, more money here. Like, let's go, let's go. And then within that too, the practical side, like you actually can buy candy (laughs) with your EBT card, which I like 
during this time, I joked to no end about the, like, my parents had bought in chocolate, and they're like, yay, chocolate. I'm like, that's government chocolate, government candy. And they're like, how did you like your, your breakfast bars? I'm like, it's government breakfast bars. <laughs> so I think it is very funny. And within these, like, moments in life, you have to be lighthearted. You have to, be, like, joke around with it. But at the same time, I think like subconsciously and like now as I'm talking about it is going to be conscious I think maybe it is important to say it's the government's food because it will help reaffirm that like this is not our food like our hard like earned money didn't necessarily pay for this and you don't want to get trapped in that because eventually we're going to be off it and then we need to be okay with like buying food for ourselves the other side of that though because yeah look at it this way I've been and like all of us all of our tax money has been funding this for how many people, for how long? Like, yeah, we've paid into it. So at the same time, I'm like, yeah, we just need like three months of help, four months maybe. Like, I, I think every six months is like the official, like when they do a renewal to see if you need it more. So I'm not sure if it will be for six months or if because I said I just need it through the end of tax season, which is, well... Like typically that's April, but for the state of California and federally, they've pushed it to the extension in October. So I'm like, well, if we're going by like, you know, real tax season of what they decided to push it for this year, like October, but no, you guys, we won't need it for that long. But I think that is just so interesting. Like, yeah, you actually can buy junk food and candy. And like on one side, it is like, whoa, cool. Like these are fun little things that like we wouldn't normally get because it, it just adds up to be a lot. But also we're not like, overdoing it but then when you think of candy it is fun and nice and then you're like from the government candy they're drawing you in and I think that you know this is something a, a much bigger thing a political topic that you know we don't need to get into but that idea of the government wanting provide like they want to provide this for you they want to tax you even heavier so that they can provide even more for you because as they provide for you and like do everything for you then they have a bigger say of what they can do with those benefits they're giving you. All of a sudden they can say, oh, hey, this is the kind of food you can buy. Like they don't want you to buy the alcohol and cigarettes, which I agree with, but like you can't buy food for your cat. I'm like, well, what about our cats? They need food and like technically it is food, but that's something they don't want to cover, which I'm okay with, you know, like being so grateful. I'm like, really anything you guys give us? Like, oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. But it's just that idea, like the more and more help you're getting from the government, the more that eventually they can tell you this is where you should go. And that is a whole like another topic, but a big thing of like people seeing like, oh, they want to take away cash and then it's going to be electronic. And then all of a sudden, and this was from the handmade, Handmaid's Tale, Handmaiden's Tale. I always get that book incorrect, the title, but you know what I'm talking about. I read that book during the lockdowns and that was something they did in that like, futuristic society is they moved everything to a cashless society and then all of a sudden they're like women you know they're not going to be in charge of their own money so what do they do they invalidate their little codes then they move all the funds into the male so whether they were married or the next like male person in their family and then they got all their money and then all of a sudden the government and that that story like they can decide who gets to participate in society and who doesn't because it's all digital and they have the codes for that and us we don't we would just rely on the government to hopefully like us and we've seen kind of how that has played out a lot but i think that is a much bigger thing and am i saying it all starts with your ebt card uh no but on the other hand i think it is good to if you find yourself here and kind of what i'm thinking as we go forward like we're going to remain very grateful 
remain very aware that like this is temporary and that we are working hard to get to where like we won't need that. So we're going to be grateful. And like, I think it is like a miracle of blessing. Like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And just like reminding and saying out loud, like we need to be grateful for this. We need to make sure that we are not getting addicted to this government candy. So I hope that was interesting for you, this episode, kind of getting into a lot of different things, but I think it is interesting and very like cool to think about both these topics of like the online dating thing. Like, <laughs> I think that's just more humorous and interesting, but that's a big part of my life of like trying to find someone to get married to and have lots of kids with. And then this other side of like government candy, like, you know, it's awesome that these programs exist and that they can help people out. But then where you draw the line of like the people that are relying too much on it, the people that are now not motivated to work, even though they should be motivated to work. And I don't know, where does it stop? You know, that's the next question. And that's something that I can't really answer. Maybe you can't answer either, but it's something that I think is important to think about. And just that you can ponder throughout the rest of your day. Like, oh, very interesting. Like you see people that are using the benefits correctly, I mean, maybe you don't, but hopefully through my own story, you're seeing like, we are going to try very hard and we are being respectful and like using them correctly and then we'll be off it. But then you also hear stories of people that are on it and they just don't want to work. And you would tend to jump to like, they are just lazy, <laughs> lazy pigs that are well fed and are staying at home. But like I mentioned, I even felt like that when I was getting paid for not working, I was like, they're paying me for not working this company. Like, why would I go back to work? So I think it is very like eye-opening and hopefully it is for yourself too, to be like, man, a lot of times there there is a lot of gray. It's not just black and white. So much of life, there's a lot of gray. I mean, really, I would say there, there should be more black and white and there probably is and there could be in our society. It's just gotten mushy. So it's a mushy gray, but gray nonetheless. So from here, let's jump to the song. And then I want to wish you all a very good rest of your day. Have an awesome day. And I look forward to talking to you more very soon. All right. So we're in the studio now. And I thought I would go through and find another song back from that wonderful year of 2020. <laughs> and if you didn't know, here in California, we had some of the strictest lockdowns. We started the earliest. We, I feel like we've just really barely gotten out of it. People here are insane, quite literally, especially the ones in charge. <laughs> uh, maybe that's another story for another day. But in that summer of 2020, we were not only locked down, they wanted you to wear masks everywhere, but the whole state was practically on fire. Like quite literally, it was on fire. And no, I know you're thinking, that was also the summer of BLM rioters who were burning down these cities, looting, trashing everything. Uh, peaceful protesters, I mean, right? Yeah, man, what a wild year. Uh, no, so it was not any of that, luckily, but it was rather all these forests, all these hills, basically so much on fire. So. The funniest thing to me during this time was everyone was saying, don't go outside, don't go outside. You're gonna catch the virus that's going around. Wear your mask outside, do all this, all this, all this. And then as soon as we get the fires, I'm like, no, you guys actually now is when you should not be going outside because your face masks are actually not gonna help you from <laughs> the fire particles and then even funnier. So if you're gonna get offended, maybe just listen quietly, take one earbud out right now, but they, told us that the, how do I say this? Your face mask that they were mandating us to wear everywhere, it would not protect us from the smoke fire particle. So the particle could go through your mask. But then, guess what you guys? 
guess how big <laughs> the virus particle is that everyone was so afraid of? It was way, way smaller than the smoke fire particle. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you, you know, come to your own opinion from that of whether or not you think the masks were good or are still good. You know, it's up to you. You can wear whatever you want to wear. But I just thought that was hilarious. So I was like, you guys actually know this is when we shouldn't be going outside. <laughs> so that was kind of the preface to kind of this whole little songwriting idea and just being like, what is going on? And I like how if you didn't know all that, you'd think I'm talking about like a rainy day, like a dreary winter day. And no, <laughs> we were in the middle of summer when I came up with the song. I was trapped indoors, not because I was afraid and fearful of the virus, but because I did not want to breathe in the smoke particles because that was actually bad for you and could have a long-term effect. <laughs> so, oh uh, man, let's get on with this. It's looking like another gloomy day No, there's not even a chance of rain But it's so dark and it's so hard to breathe I can't go outside, I dare not leave Please, someone, someone tell me it's gonna get better That this won't last forever That you'll still love me whether or not I am discovered or lost Please tell me Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick The Show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.